2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Your official station to talk Jets, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
3: Yes, sir. I don't even think of this song as Mob Deep anymore. I think of this song as, like, Yankee Stadium intro music. Like, right before the Yankees come on the field, right before the game starts. It's just something to set the vibe in the BX. I miss it, man. And as soon as the calendar turns to the next year, I'm like, we're getting closer. And uh, the Islanders just scored 1-1. Islanders versus the Canucks. If you're watching any puck, keeping eyes on that. And, uh, yeah, this is the last hour of my show, a five-hour KM to AM. We'll have another one of these on Thursday. And, um, you know, we're talking about baseball. We're talking about basketball. We're talking about football. It's a sports talk show. The number one story is obviously DeMar Hamlin, and I will continue to throw up prayers and thoughts and reminders for everyone listening I think everyone listening is aware of the situation and the story, and I thank you guys for engaging me in conversation around other topics. Uh, it's hard to do; it's uh, a, a tough time right now. But you know, the first thing I said tonight was that I did that last night. I came in here last night at ten thirty and had to collect my thoughts and figure out what to say and try and find the right words and. I did my best to host till 2 a.m. in an unexpected situation, a tragic situation, something that I've never experienced before. And, you know, this being my second year on the fan, nothing like that happened in the first year. Uh, It was completely off script. There's no notes. There's nothing that you could do to prepare for a show like that. I mean, I wasn't prepared for a show like that at 9 o'clock last night. 10 o'clock last night, I just... Packed up my bag and hit the door and knew I had to get on because the coverage of Monday Night Football was not going to go till midnight. And, uh, you know, a lot of you have reached out, whether it's online or called, and have thanked me um, or have, you know, given me some type of uh, boost of, you know, like confidence, like, you know, you did a good job. And thank you for that. But I didn't want to come in tonight and do the same show. I know it's a different audience between 7 p.m. and midnight versus 10.30 and 2 a.m., so maybe some of you were listening last night and, and you heard some of that. Maybe you didn't. Uh, but I wanted tonight for us to try at least to move on. And obviously we can't move on from this story and this situation because it's still developing. This young man is still in the hospital. We're still praying for him and hoping for any type of positive news. Today we heard that you know he's half breathing on his own and half breathing uh, with the tube that they had to – Um, help him breathe yesterday at 100%. So he is recovering some in 24 hours. But uh, tonight I came in and I wanted to talk about Carlos Correa and the Mets and uh, the New York Yankees. And we really didn't even speak much on Brian Sabine, but Sabine, that's because I I feel like people don't really necessarily know him, aren't that familiar with him. I think it was a good move. Uh, I wanted to talk about the college football playoff. We didn't really hit on that, but I thought it was interesting. My guys at Ticket IQ posted that um, after Michigan's loss on New Year's Eve, the prices for the national championship dropped significantly. <laughs> Obviously, because you know people wanted to see either like Michigan versus Ohio State or you know Michigan versus Georgia. And now, you know, that that game is going to be played out in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, I believe, for the first time. i got to get out there to Englewood and see that stadium. It's ridiculous. But the ticket prices earlier today were down 42%. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I expect that to be a heavy, I don't really know, a heavy Georgia crowd. But TCU is closer. So that's interesting. Other than that. Fifty years ago, today, George Steinbrenner purchased the New York Yankees. And that brought us all a lot of good times and still is. We haven't mentioned that tonight, so I got that in. Uh, I did mention Rafael Ortega being signed to a minor league deal. Uh, McKinney and Calhoun and how I just think that the Yankees are going to figure out left field with a competition in spring training. I have a bunch of guys that can play the outfield. Some left-handed bats. Uh, I expect Oswaldo Cabrera to be in that conversation. I expect Aaron Hicks to be in that conversation, too. It is what it is. We shall see. You know, we talked about the vibe outside the stadium in the Bronx, as well as City Field. Uh, What else did we hit on? We talked about the Jets and the Giants. A tale of two teams in one city. A tale of two seasons. You know, early in the season, both teams overachieved early in the season both teams were looking like playoff teams we were excited about football here in new york and the more things change the more things stay the same same old jets and the giants are back in the playoffs they figured it out in one off season with a new gm and a new head coach so let's keep it moving let's see what you guys are talking about on the phones 877-337-6666, 877-337-6666, taking your calls, talking about everything. Jets, Giants, Yankees, Mets, Knicks, Nets, mostly Nets. I don't think too many people are calling up to talk about the Knicks. And I, I get it. That's fine. Understandable. Let's go to Harlem. What's up, Jarvis? You're back on the fan. What's up, Keith? How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, bro. Thanks for calling up. Yeah,
4: I... Like, I called last week to think that the Jets have no shot winning Seattle. And I was right the whole time because <laughs> they scored six points. And I and I told you, it's like, score to Seattle is not going to be easy. And Mike White came back and didn't play well and because the of offense didn't play well in Seattle. And I was right the whole time. And, you know, so, and then it comes um, week 18. It doesn't really mean, it doesn't really matter what week 18 is going to be. Who's going to start Mike White, Joe Flacco, or my um, Exactly. Listen, it doesn't really matter. Jeff had nothing play but The season's been over. I told you the season was over when they lost to Jacksonville. Yeah. You know they pulled up three points. I will give you credit
3: on and- air because everybody else was calling up saying what could happen, and everybody was thinking positive. And you hit with with reality as a Jets fan. Like, it doesn't matter. They're not going to Seattle and beating them. They're going to lose to Jacksonville. And, and like, I I remember thanking you. I'm like, we need some of that reality check as well. Because I think a lot of times we just get so amped up thinking they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. There's another team on the other side of the field, too.
4: Yeah, like you say, it's a, it is the same old Jets. And you know what? It comes down. To, it comes down to the owner. And Willie Johnson doesn't know football. You know, as long as he, he don't sell PSLs, you know, as long as he's the owner, the Jets will never win a Super Bowl. As long as he's the owner, he's not going to refuse not to sell the team. And then you know, it's just like. And then I hear this, all these Jets fans that talk about like. If, if um like if Woody Johnson gonna call like Sean Payton, and Jim Harbaugh <laughs> and Frank Wright, like I no, mean like they're gonna well, stick why with Rob. Was,
5: why would why would these three
4: coaches wanna coach the chess? Want would wanna come to a dysfunctional team that just been for fifty years? Bro, like, that's what I was saying gonna... about
3: the quarterbacks. As I'm taking calls, people talking about they gotta get Aaron Rodgers, they gotta get Tom Brady. I'm like, yeah. What what makes you think they wanna to come to like I'm like think exactly, about the destination. Man. it's been functional for fifty years. I mean it's been it's been twelve
4: seasons that haven't made the players, you know, they haven't made the missed the players, the longest shot the players. You know, I don't care about the Jets successful. You can talk about the, the two AFC championship with Rex Ryan and this, you know, kissing rings with Bill Belichick and all guarantee a super bowl and it it means nothing. It doesn't mean like who cares? It's like 13 years ago. It's like everybody just wanted to give him a pass because he's some great coach. Like he's Bill Belichick and Vince Lombardi. He's not even the same level. He's never going to get. And then Joe Berningo's saying, like, like yesterday, talking about, like, whoa, well, he will he be the next head coach in 2020. He's like, I mean, Red Sox never going to get a coaching job ever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that ship is sell. Yeah. He's I mean, got his I mean, job. He's
3: on ESPN. He's not returning the coach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
4: it's a like, it's, it's ship is sell. I mean, and, and, and Jarvis, I don't mean tough. to don't mean cut you off.
3: I don't mean to cut you off, but Jets fans, stop trying to go backwards. I heard the Rex Ryan comments, and then I heard the Geno Smith comments and Sam Darnold. Why do you want to go back to your old quarterbacks that failed? Why do you want to go back to your old coach? You need new. Clearly you need to try something new.
4: Exactly, I mean, you think that. You know, everybody wants Rob Slaughter to get fired this year. I mean, please, and you know, you're not going to fire him after two years. You, mean, you did that with Adam Giggs. He never developed Sam Donald. What, you to, what makes you think he's going to do that with um, Rob Slaughter going to do his second year? He's going, he's going to come back next year. If he doesn't get it done, if they don't take the team to play, then you can fire him. Then you're going to look out for something else. So
3: Yeah, and I listened to a little bit of, of Rob on that other station. And I was like, man, this guy, he's got excuses. He's talking about being close in the game against the Vikings and bouncing back against the Bears. <laughs> I'm like, yeah,
4: like Mike White got one good game against the, um, the uh... Chicago Bears, man. I mean, it's like – I mean, like – like the Bears, not some good juggernaut team. Oh, they're I mean, they're one of the worst teams.
3: They're second worst team in the NFL, and you beat them with yeah, Trevor yeah. Simeon. Look at Zach Wilson. He was five and two. At least
4: he beat the good team. At least he beat Buffalo. Where's the Mike White be? I mean, he's one and three and three
3: starts. Yeah, that's I mean, your franchise. He's a franchise quarterback. You got to sign him to a long term deal. He'll lead you uh, to the the promised land next season. Yeah. I see.
4: Yeah. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Happy New Year's, man.
3: Thanks for the call, Jarvis. (laughs) Jarvis just has this, like, tone as, like, a a defeated Jets fan that didn't get excited this whole season. He knew knew what was eventually going to happen. And Salah
2: could get fired because he lost six in a row. They lost six of the last seven. They were seven and four. They were seven and four. People forget that they were seven and four. And at one point, that has to go on the coach. I don't think it's Rex Ryan. I think... An interesting name would be if you can convince Sean Payton to, like, and you bring him a quarterback, and then maybe he can turn Zach Wilson into Old something. Bones.
3: He already was up here with the Giants. He's not going to go on the other side with the Jets. He wants to go somewhere warm. There's way more attractive destinations. There might
2: be. And the other guy I would think is – and he's going to – it's already making the rounds. is Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, is what, is, what does Harbaugh want to do?
3: Yeah, the Panthers talk to so him. I saw
2: Panthers. You see Broncos. And because, again, they know what kind of coach – they know he's a really good coach. Despite what's happened in Michigan, they know he's a good coach, right? So I think those would be two, you know, sexy-ish names. But, again, it's a question of do you want it then another two-year stint for a co- – two or three-year stint for a coach – You change the Uh, offense because a new coach is going to want to bring in their own OC. I
3: I went through a list of of things that I I just had an issue with as far as Rob Sala. where if I was making the decision, I would would seriously take a look at uh, maybe going in another direction. I don't think they are. I think because he's a defensive-minded guy, and this defense was ahead of schedule this year, and they hit on some picks and blah, 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 blah. He's going to get a chance to come back. But, bro, you put your – Coaching career on the line with Zach Wilson and Michael Floor, And you got on the mic and you kept telling us, Zach's the guy. Zach's the guy. We know he's not the guy. And I know that you know he's not the guy because you're a defensive-minded coach. And you've seen quarterbacks in this league that are the guy. And you can watch and practice and on film that this kid doesn't have it. I don't want to hear about the lower half. He's messed up head, middle, and lower half. Isn't there a chance that...
2: Maybe he turns out to be something good. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Is there any? Yeah, of course, there's a chance. Is there any chance that he turns I don't know into? I it happens here. Daniel Jones. Because no, Jones no, no.
3: was gar- Jones was not that good for the first three years of his yeah, career. But Jones was hurt, and he was with different coaches and different systems. That's hard coming into the NFL. Like, as a quarterback, man, trying to learn a different offense, different terminology, how to call plays that are different. And when you don't have the talent around you, it's even harder to be successful. I heard the story about Daybull challenging him in practice where they're telling the defense the play that he's about to run and then not— Just to see
2: if he's mentally tough enough. I saw that story,
3: yeah. He's a better man than me. I would have been spiking the football. Yep. I would have been throwing my helmet. I would have been cursing people out. And then if I would have found out they did that, F all, y'all. (laughs) <laughs> I would have been so mad. Like that's why I couldn't complete a pass. That's why I couldn't get a first down. They knew what was coming, and these guys are good. They're studs on that defense. You you tell them to play, and then Tyrod's going out there balling. <laughs> they weren't telling them to play, no. but man, that's that's the genius in a coach.
2: Yeah, no, I don't, and I I don't, and this is nothing against the coach. Although I don't think the coach is particularly good. Dayball, I'm talking about. Right, right. I'm Dayball wanted yet. to find out what he had. Right, right. I do well. I, I just wonder if, like, the apex of Zach Wilson versus the apex of Mike White. I just think there's a better chance that Zach Wilson could be a better quarterback than Mike White could ever Hell be. Hell yeah.
3: Arm talent, athleticism. Um, I think Mike White is a little... Taller. I think Mike White he's is taller and he might six, be at four. this.
2: And again, I'm not talking about now. Clearly, now White is mentally tougher, physically tougher, all those yeah, things. Yeah, but he's 27. Right. He's but four I'm, years older I'm than Zach. I'm talking apex of like the peak of their abilities, of everything lines up optimally for each player. I still think Zach Wilson can be like, is just better than Mike White. I just don't know who, can, this who kid. can unlock that kid. Who can Someone bring that can. kid in? Someone. Someone's going, unless he's Ryan Leaf, Achilles Smith, Jamarcus Russell. No,
3: he's not. And there's so many quarterback coaches, quarterback gurus. Shout out to Tony Rassiopi. I wish I worked out with Tony Rassiopi when I was playing quarterback. He's from my town. He's a All-American from Rowan. He worked with Kenny Pickett. And every year he's working with kids that are getting drafted or starting in college. There are these quarterback whisperers. Jordan Palmer is one. They need to get Zach Wilson with a quarterback coach that he meets with multiple times a week in the offseason, two, three times a week, where they go over film of other quarterbacks. Where they go over mechanics, they go over, like, start with the mechanics. Like, this kid's mechanics were all over the place in the NFL. That's why he can't complete a screen pass. That's why he can't, like, these are are passes that I can hit. Sure, I'm telling you I could hit these. I also don't know how, like, maybe he just needs to, like,
2: disconnect from football for, like, um, for like a month or two much just get away from the game maybe yeah like and maybe that would help. just get away from the don't throw a football go back in. to utah go back to wherever you are work out you know talk to whoever you need to talk to just forget the game of football bro i know this kid they... just totally like go skiing go bowling pick up something else go play cornhole for a month month and a half and just forget <laughs> about the game of football and when you come back, we'll reset, we'll, we'll go through tape, we'll, I will tell you what's good, what's
3: not good. And there'll be a veteran quarterback here that has started in the NFL for multiple years that you can watch how he goes to work and how he's a professional and how he carries himself. And how he studies film and how he prepares, because you never actually saw that. You could see Joe Flacco, I guess, but it was too late. Very at that late, point, yeah. at that point you were already, a star. No, they already threw the star. you were already the guy. They they threw him to and keep in mind, Mahomes
2: sat behind Alex Smith
3: and yeah. KC. Yeah. And Mahomes had Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, Not Mike LaFleur. And I don't even I can't name any uh I can't name his quarterback coach with the Jets. And I think um, it's also important to realize the original
2: idea for offensive coordinator coordinator, and the quarterback coach was Greg Knapp,
3: who obviously yes, passed away.
2: Pass. And I, and nobody knows how big of a deal that was for Rob Zach Wilson. Rob
3: Calabrese. And Rob I think that, that,
2: that's important to mention is nobody knows the lo- what the loss of Greg Knapp meant for this kid.
3: Yeah. And Rob Calabrese is a guy locally— But, like, when you look at his resume, I remember I had a night where I was going through his resume, but I was really looking at Mike LaFleur. And I'm like, these guys are in over their heads. These guys drafted this kid number two out of BYU in a COVID year where he didn't play against anybody that was really good, and he didn't play in front of anybody. There was no one in the stadiums. So you bring him to New York. And I'll never forget this and I'm sure I sound like a broken record cuz I say this on WFA and all the time. I went to that Patriots versus Jets opener 2 years ago. And he threw an interception on his first 3 attempts. Miraculous. I don't think I've ever seen that at any level. And I'm like, "How? How, Sway? You don't have the answers." Like, "How how how is this kid so unprepared? How is this kid a number 2 overall pick with a captaincy on his chest and the first 3 Passes he throws go into the hands of the defense. That's that's a kid on JV playing against the varsity for the first time, and that don't even happen in high school. They failed the kid. You draft a kid number two overall, he's a baby. You bring him in and you you treat him like a baby. You don't bring him in and say, yep, here you go. Here's the keys in New York City to lead the Jets, who have been miserable for years. you got to lead us back to prominence. Good luck, kid. That's a tough task for a young man at 22 then this year, 23. And he won some games when he had Brees Hall. He won some games when Vera Tucker was healthy. He won some games when the whole team was like rallying around being able to win right when he came back, but he got hurt in the preseason and they made him play in the preseason. Cause he had to, they were trying to figure out what he had. They were trying to figure out what he was. And he gets hurt in the first preseason game, the first series. So then he misses the whole preseason and then he's, Trying to get back so that he can play and he misses the first couple weeks of the season, it, it was a mess. But like typical Jets, same old Jets. And with Rob Sala, I already went through the things. Okay, Zach Wilson's a guy. Zach Wilson's a guy. Not even thinking about it, not even considering it. You benched him twice, but earlier in the season, you were not even considering it. You let your team basically clown this kid on social media, like tweets against him, post things against him, and wear Mike White shirts? That's not going to help this baby that you drafted and brought into the league with grown men in that locker room. He's a fish out of water. The kid is from Utah. How many NFL players are from Utah? And then not not being able to call a timeout in that Lions game is, is inexcusable. The kid actually gave you an opportunity to kick that field goal and, and potentially win that game. He played well in that game. That was his best game of the year offensively, yards-wise, and they could have won it, but you weren't ready. So you didn't call a timeout. And then uh, down the stretch here, it just it just they just lost every game. When was the last time the Jets won a game? I think that the 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 coach is uh, a little bit under fire. And oh, to top it off, the receipt that, that I said earlier that that's a, a CVS receipt of things this year. And I'm not even a Jets fan. I'm a New York City radio host talking sports, so I follow the Jets closer this year there are Jets fans that really know the ins and outs really understand they can go back to last year and this year and talk about Rob Sala and where he fell short so I mean I think he'll be back next year but (laughs) Zach Wilson will be back and they need to get a quarterback and they need to get an offensive coordinator not your buddy not your best man not your guy that you said when you become a head coach in the NFL you were going to give him a shot okay you're putting your career on the line you're putting your job on the line. If that's okay with you, then you might not be here that long. All right. Time to take another break. And I know we're running out of time. So if you're on hold, stay on hold. Don't call. If you're on hold, I'll try and fly through these calls the next half hour, the last half hour I got. Thanks for rocking with me. I'll be right back let them
1: have it call the fan at 877-337-6666 powered by superbook sports visit superbook.com
3: uptown baby uptown hey yo let's go islanders up 3-1 and uh we've got about 25 minutes or so to wrap up this five hour KM to AM shout out to you for calling up for listening for tweeting at me at Keith McPherson and now we're going to go to the calls. straight to the calls. i I've said enough let's start it off with Matt in Essex County. What's up Matt? What's up Keith man? H- Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. Happy to be here.
7: Yeah, I'm glad you're here too man. Um, Listen, uh, you know, uh, uh, blessings to the family of, of uh, Hamlin out in, uh, and listen, UC is a very good uh, operation. They're a, they're a tier one trauma center. I'm mm-hmm. glad that he's there. Like, I mean, there could be worse places that he could be, and I think that, I, I hope that he's getting the best uh, care. Yeah, he's in good hands. Uh, and his his pay- uncle said that he's in I, good
3: hands, and they're taking good care of him.
7: Yeah, and I say that because I have a coronary thing going on. I'm I'm checking myself in uh, tomorrow, but it's not about me or anything like that. I don't want to make it like well, God but bless I, and, I, and good luck. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and, and you know, keeping with the positivity that you always do, I wanted to say something about Daniel Jones, and I wanted to talk about one play that I saw, and you're a quarterback. So uh, on uh, on Christmas Eve, I know they lost against uh, Minnesota, but Daniel Jones shifted, like, on a quarter, uh, uh, on one play, he shifted the pocket, moved up, completely froze his spy, completely buckled him, completely, like, he, he pump-faked him and then faked the run. And then drilled it right to his tight end for a quarterback, you know, for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And at that moment, I was like, "That guy, like that. He just made his money. He just, he just. That's it. Party's over.
3: He yeah, just showed you <laughs> that he knows what he's doing, and that he can do what he's asked to do. Right? That's NFL quarterbacking right there. That's reading the defense, freezing the defense, resetting the pocket, and making a throw."
7: I mean, he froze his spy. I don't know if it was a hybrid zone. I don't know if it was – I would imagine in the red zone they're spying him because of his legs, but he just froze this guy, and I don't know who the linebacker was or the safety was on the on the Minnesota side. I'm sorry if I don't know the personnel, but he just froze him. He buckled him, buckled him. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? and And – that like he he could have done anything he wanted to do with that play, and he I think the Bellinger or Bollinger is the uh, tight end for the uh, for yep. the Giants. Daniel and, Bellinger, and he, he'll
3: be your tight end for a few years to come. He, he had a good first year.
7: Well, no, no, not mine. I'm a Jets fan. I'm oh. giving this up to the Giants <laughs> fan. So, like like I'm giving this up to the Giants fan. Uh, like uh, like and and it was also ballet because exactly when he made that pump fake is when Bollinger made that cut like it, it, they they did it It was a perfect And it was for a touchdown I'm trying to
3: remember the play I'm like I I I definitely was drinking it was christmas eve and that was the early game uh, so I wasn't drunk yet but
7: uh <laughs> well I was I was getting ready for church so you and I were in different places <laughs>
3: <laughs> no nah, I was in the Poconos. Uh, saucing and, and doing other activities, trying to have a holly jolly Christmas. But you know, I've, no, watched, I feel you. I've watched Daniel Jones this year and in his first year under Day Dable, without having all the weapons, he, he takes what the defense is giving him. He's not forcing it, and and they're not asking him to. He's not doing too much, but he's doing enough to get in the end zone, to move the ball, to to win games, and and yeah, uh, getting to the playoffs and having that game that he had this past weekend against the Colts where he's running the ball and he's throwing the ball. That was a Daniel Jones game and the fans chanted yeah. his name. And they put some respect on him. I'm happy for that kid. It, it took four years, but, uh, you know, he looks like the, the quarterback of the future and all reports say that he's going to get a deal. He's going to be here.
7: And, and I liked what I uh, say Quan had to say after the game about him. He's like, it's about the, about time this man got his damn respect. Is yep. what.
3: I said that last night I said that last night Thanks for the call Matt Saquon Barkley had a quote Where he said You know This guy just comes in here And works And when I was on last night I had to remind everyone That when Xavier McKinney And other guys Wanted to go on vacation Daniel Jones was in The office He was in the building You know Saquon said exactly this Every single day He comes in to work And it's about time He starts getting Some damn respect For real Right This is like you're watching somebody go to work every day, but the public can't see that, and they're dragging his name, and it's not good enough. But you're seeing the work that he's putting in, and you're getting the results and wins, and finally it took that last game where they clinch for folks to say, yeah, yeah, this guy's a good quarterback. He's not as bad as we thought. He got better. And in this first year under day Bull, we saw some things that are uh, you know, positive going into the future. Let's go to Lee in Monroe, Connecticut. What's up, Lee?
8: What do you say, Keith? How's it going? Love the show.
3: Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. It's going well.
8: So I see you're embracing hockey a little bit. I want to run something by you, though, that people haven't really been talking about too much. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge Giants fan, but I have no hate for the Jets. Their fans are dog loyal. They support this team through thick and thin. But this year marks 54 years without a championship, the same drought the Rangers suffered through.
3: Hmm. Parallel. Nobody
8: really thinking about that. Remember, uh, you know, it was a long 54 years. I was grateful to see the Rangers win the Stanley Cup in 94. But it's been the same amount of time since the Jets won. And I don't know what the solution is for this team. They got to get it right sometime because their fans are crying out for a
3: winner. Yeah, I mean, but it's not hard to figure out. And I just went through it. I mean, you're not going to win in this league without a quarterback. And you're also not going to win in this league without a good head coach. Uh, And, I mean, Robert Sala, I think, is an okay head coach. He can become a good head coach. But he's got to figure some things out with the media and what he says and then also execution with what he does. Uh, You need a quarterback. Zach Wilson's not the guy. He may never be the guy. So they need to, in the interim, go find a veteran that can be the leader of this team, that can actually get the ball in the hands of the weapons that they have. They're not going to win – with Zach Wilson, and they're not going to win pretending that Zach Wilson is going to be like something that he's not. He he may be a, a good quarterback in four years or something like that, but the Jets are ready to win now. So like, I know they're built to win now. We went through that drought. We had to give Daniel Jones his
8: chance to develop, which he did. I'm so happy with his progress, and things are looking up for us. You know, things are looking we're stuck up into the playoffs both times our last two Super Bowl wins in sort of the bottom of the NFC, and we scratch our way through it, so anything can happen this year. Go yeah. Giants.
3: Good call. Things are looking up on both sides, but, you know, this is New York. This is what we do. We compare the teams. Yankees, Mets, Rangers, Islanders, even throw my Devils in. The Knicks and the Nets. And the same thing goes on with the Giants and the Jets. Like, I wonder how Woody Johnson feels looking at the Mara family like, okay, they're going back to the playoffs. <laughs> we share a building with them. They hired a new GM. And a new head coach. And talk about instant coffee, that's instant coffee, Rob Sala. The Giants instantly flipped their fortunes in one offseason, bro. Like, it's not hard to figure out. It's not hard to figure out. They have a coach. They have a quarterback. They also have a running back. They might be lacking in, uh, you know, the, the receiver department and some other places. But overall, they, they had enough talent to figure it out in the NFC. The Jets, they had enough talent. They didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have the, the the offensive coordinator. like Even a defensive coordinator. There's two things that stuck out once we got to the end of the year. They never established the run. Once they lost Brees Hall and they traded for James Robinson, I was like, okay, cool. That's an immediate response. James Robinson wasn't the same guy. That's probably why they were able to get him. But they weren't able to ever really establish the run with Bam Knight. And when you can't establish the run, you can't really have a a threat of a passing game when you don't have a potent passing game. So what do you have? And then on defense, there's a lot of talk about DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. Okay, if you've got two top corners that are shutting it down, why aren't you blitzing? Why aren't you sending the house? Why aren't you heating them up? You've got a D tackle in Quentin Williams, who's a team MVP, one of the best in the league, looking like it. Why aren't you blitzing? Why aren't you sending pressure? If you know that your DBs are locking it down, they're not even looking at Sauce Gardner's side most of the time. I don't know, man. It's just like little things like that when they look at when they're looking back like on this season and the play calling and the decision making, there was a little bit of a disconnect disconnect with the Jets. They had the talent, they were ahead of schedule with their draft and uh, you know, some of the playmakers on this team, but they weren't put in position to win. And in the NFL, man, they're smart coaches. They're former players that coach and they they just know what to do. And they can watch film and they can pick you apart. Angelo is down in Florida. What's up man? You're on the fan.
5: Hey, how you doing, Keith, man?
3: Good, good, good. How are you?
5: Yeah, I told you before about the Baker Mayfield, that was me, by the way. Yeah. I did you mention it the other the yeah. other night. But, but, but you you know, I've been a, I'm 68 years old, I've been a jet man for 60 years, 62 mm. years, something like that. And like you're saying all these things about Zach Wilson, why didn't he fit? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? There's no accountability for Joe Douglas. And he went to the draft, had a great draft, right? But no one says anything about, I mean, he's got to make these decisions. These decisions are not made by Sala or anybody else about the offensive coordinator that, you know, all of that stuff. It's, no one's beating him up. I don't hear anything. I think he's
3: getting absolved because of the the picks he hit on, like just Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson home runs. They're going they're going to be okay. pillars of the Jets franchise for ten years. Like I think he gets he gets a pass because of the talent that he did hit on the 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 players he did draft and bring in, and the the Jamal Adams trade and and doing what he did with those picks. Like that's why he doesn't get grilled about. Like okay, you missed on Zach Wilson, but you know you were fooled a little bit and. Maybe if you had a better offensive coordinator, quarterback coach to develop him, it wouldn't look like so so big of a miss. Um, the hiring, right? That's on Sala. They hire Sala as the head coach, and he's putting together his team. Sean Payton isn't even a coach in the NFL, and he's putting together his team of who he wants to be his offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, yeah. but Rob Sala picked a guy that had no real experience in the NFL. And then they also paired him with a quarterback that was a rookie that wasn't ready. So what
5: does Joe Douglas do? He goes to the draft, either has a good or a bad draft. Last year he had a good draft. The years before, the two years before, mediocre, not less. And then he steps aside, and then, you know, it's like, okay, you guys, I, I went to the draft, I picked these guys, and now you run with it. Well, I mean, mean, he's the general manager.
3: He's generally managing the team, and I think it's a a, a good parallel to look at how we were talking about David Gettleman earlier in this program, right? They killed David Gettleman. It was all his fault. But now in hindsight, some of the best players on the team, on a team that lacks talent, they were Gettleman picks. So with Joe Douglas, it's like, hey, this guy did pick you, some, some guys that changed their fortunes, some talented guys that they hit on. Uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna bury this this guy because of Zach Wilson. They're not gonna bury this guy because uh Rob Sala brought in Mike LaFleur to be his offensive coordinator. Thanks for the call, Angelo, but I'm up against it. Time to take a break. Last break of the night. KM to AM concludes right after this break.
1: Go for it. Call the fan at 877 337 6666 Powered by Superbook Sports.
3: Visit Superbook.com. Yes, sir. I love this beat. What you need in life. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. All right. I've got like three minutes. First thing I want to say, and I know he's probably asleep, but our good friend Jack Curry from the Yes Network covers the Yankees is being hacked. He's been hacked the last 45 minutes, and if I know Jack, he's probably a 10 to 12 o'clock bedtime guy on a Tuesday if you have Jack's phone number, which I just checked my uh calls or my uh phone book. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, these kids are playing around on Jack's Twitter. And they're not even, like, good at it. So if you're going to hack somebody, at least, like, have some type of, I don't know, plan. Shout out to Ross in Bergen County for tipping me off on that on twitter i'm like all right these guys are making a mess of jack curry's twitter and he is a very credible reliable source in the yankees and baseball universe all right anywho let's uh let's take some quick calls tony in rochester go for it you're on the fan
9: hey, hey keith how you doing tonight brother
3: awesome man blessed to be here
9: yes sir and speaking of blessings obviously you know we're, we're all praying for uh the hamlin family and uh you know wish nothing but the best for them so um Along those regards, you know, other folks, uh, you know, in the industry, they're talking about uh, tippy toeing around the subject of the NFL potentially having to reschedule the game. Mm-hmm. And if you do the numbers based on this weekend, the top three seeds may be locked if three different things happen, which would make the Bills-Bengals makeup game. It would make it. They have to not play, important right? at all.
3: Oh, I thought they would have to play it. I, I mean, I'm still going off of last night. We were thinking they could play it this week. Uh, I just look at it as the NFL. Like, I guess they can do the numbers and the percentages, but but go on. Tell me more. I Like, you think that okay, it's locked so, where...
9: So, it's not far-fetched. It's only three things that have to happen, Keith. If the Bills beat New England, which is not out of the realm. In fact, it's probably going to happen. Um... And the Chiefs lose to the Raiders, which is more far-fetched. But only one more thing has to happen. But if those first two things happen, the Bills win against New England and the Chiefs lose against the Raiders, the Bills are locked in at number one because they have tie break
8: mm-hmm. against
9: the Chiefs, and they don't need to play that Bengals game. The Chiefs are locked in at number two with a Bengals tie against baltimore the first three seeds will be locked they won't be able to touch each other no one will be able to touch them so that would make that game against the, the bills against the, the, the Bengals I, irrelevant
3: i hope that that happens i hope it's irrelevant because it, it is now with uh, this you know s- sad uh, s- sequence of events but uh we'll, we'll see what happens saturday and sunday thanks for the call tony I think this is probably my last call of the night. Gary's in Connecticut on the fan. Go for it quickly. Hey, what's up, Keith? What's up, what's up? Love your show. Thank you. Hey, I
8: just wanted to hear your thoughts. I guess you already talked about Baker Mayfield going to the Jets.
3: They should take a look Um, at him for sure. I don't think he's going to be a starting quarterback for the Rams next year. The the Jets should definitely give him a call.
8: No, I think he makes some decent reads and I think they need a guy in there that does do that because the
3: coaches can't help him out. Yeah, and he's got the attitude he'd be able to handle New York. Hey, that's all I've got. Salakata's in here. He's coming up next. New York City has been fun. Now that's the first episode, the first show, the first program of 2023 for me. Last night was a little rough with, uh, you know, the unfortunate situation with DeMar Hamill. We can only pray. Prayer's up to him and his family and thank you guys for listening to me talk sports tonight. I'll be back tomorrow, and then we'll do another five-hour on Thursday. Be well.
1: Sports Radio, 101.9 FM. FM. New York. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.